welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis, and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 13, and we are doing chapters 55 through 57, mm-hmm. and we're calling this episode Facing the fire. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Um, this was a fun bunch of chapters. Yeah. Lots of different types of things happening. Yes. Lots of really long chapters. Long. I hate long chapters. <laughs> we already know this, but that's fine. Yeah, that was a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I... Con- there we go. Have I finally... Yes. I finally reached the end of the first chapter <laughs> to my- get to my summary. Um, so chapter 55, this for me was kind of like an in my feels, I think, overall chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I put the inner circle comes up with a plan in the aftermath of the prison and Nesta visits the cottage one more time. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? I'm just going to be interested to see like Nesta turn on her charm and try to seduce Eris because yeah. I have a very hard time picturing Nesta as a seductress just with her standoffishness. Really? Yes. Interesting. I know they talk about how she seduced that Duke or whatever during right. a dance. But that was literally during a dance. Every other time, she's like feisty and not a nice person and not somebody that I feel I mean, like I would be seduced by. I feel like men love that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. That's right. I feel like someone like Eris would love that. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So I'm just curious to see how that'll happen. It should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so chapter 55 picks up. We find out Cassian is fine. Yes. Ultimately, mm-hmm. um, him and Reese are kind of bickering a little bit about like if, whether or not he's quote grounded, which mm-hmm. just made me laugh. But there was such a sweet like sister feels yeah. moment here where she said Nesta says in her mind, like projecting towards Vera, not real remembering the mind speak thing, but she mm-hmm. just says, I'm sorry for what I said to you in Amrit's apartment. I am truly sorry. And then Vera answers and she says, don't worry about it. And again, forgetting that Farah has that Daymati power. But yep. she says, I spoke in anger and I'm sorry. And then this was the quote that got me. It says, Farah's pause was considerable. Then she said, the words like the first rays of dawn. I forgive you. I know. The first rays of dawn. Gave me all the feels on that one. All the feels. It means Farah's a good sister because she forgave her. <laughs> Just saying. Team Pharaoh. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nesta's growing. We're, we're liking Nesta more and more mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. day, even if we don't understand her. Um, okay. So they have that sweet moment. And then we're kind of in reality, like the real world, not mind world, right. talking about the harp mm-hmm. and what we're going to do with it. So they've decided they're going to lock up the harp in a different spot yep. <laughs> than the mask. And they're not going to go after Brie Allen's crown mm-hmm. because... It's just too risky. And so yeah. they're going to focus on their um, alliances next. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that gets brought up is something Lanthus mentioned um, because he showed Nesta that vision yep. and asks about the wild hunt, which mm-hmm. was something he brought up. And yep. then we got a really interesting history lesson, yeah. which is giving me all the question marks. Oh my gosh, all the questions. What are some of the things you noticed? 
Um, so we learn that like the Fae were not always masters of this world, which I feel like we kind of knew from Amran. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Dag, the Daglin, I guess is what they're called. They mm-hmm. used to rule and they were petty and cruel and drank the magic of the land like wine. Um, and basically Fae heroes rose up. Fion, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Fion with the sword Gwydion and was able to overthrow them. Then there was like peace for a thousand years until everybody rose up and there was a massive war and Fionn united the lands by becoming one the one and only high king that's ever been mm-hmm. um but then his queen and his general betrayed him killed him and then the land was divided into the seven courts that exist now yes so that was kind of our brief history lesson yeah and it also mentions that his queen mm-hmm. and um who was a leader of her own territory and his dearest friend, who was his general, were mm-hmm. the ones that killed him, took his weapons, and then just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And I'm like... Where'd you go? Where, where'd they go? And then also, we don't get their names. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. who are you? You would think that they would have wanted to step up and be high king and high queen. No, they just like straight up disappear. Yeah. It's like, it was just chaos. I know. And then Super the high weird. lords come. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And then we also hear about Amran. Mm-hmm. So apparently like in the time after, which was called like the age of legends, there were all of these heroic figures who were just like taking out mm-hmm. m- pe- members that were like left yep. essentially from that initial rulers the daglin um and the people who were doing that feared amran thinking that they she was one of them and that was how amran got into the prison in the first place so a little backstory on her which is interesting yep and then we actually do get a little bit about the wild hunt um we learned that the daglin they basically gathered their fiercest warriors and gave them free reign to kill as they pleased so lovely that sounds fun yeah Mm -hmm. well and the beasts that they use mm-hmm. are the same beasts that are carved in the hewn city, like in the pillars and on mm-hmm. the doors and whatever. So, which is also the same ones that Nessa sees in her vision. Yep. Like that they were sitting in front of her with Lanthus. Very weird. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yep. Um, she also mentions about this like potential like fourth trove that yeah. she saw. Mm-hmm. And Reese is just kind of like, we've never heard about it. And it's right. like, well, what if it's, something keeping a secret the way the other ones did Mm -hmm. it's just like so many things where you're like what is happening yeah so lots of great information that i think is gonna come back around Mm -hmm. one day maybe sarah j mass does not put anything (laughs) down for no reason that was too much history too much context um so just kind of like all of the like question mark bookmarks over here to come back to later on Mm mm-hmm um and let's see what else where, where do we go next nesta kind of just goes to reese she says so now i go after the crown and it wasn't like a question it was more like a statement right. um and I'm, it's like no not really um reese like wants to go after the crown but fair is worried and like which i, I get why fair is worried um mm-hmm. but she's worried about the traps that'll be in place so reese says that they need to prepare their wartime alliances yep and one of those is eris Eris. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out that there is a winter solstice celebration coming up in the Hewn City. Mm-hmm. And Reese propositions Nesta yeah. to low-key seduce Eris. Yeah. He said, I want you to seduce him, not into bed, but to make him realize that he what he might attain once he understands that we have no plans to break this alliance, to weigh the benefits more strongly than the risks. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm curious though, how do you seduce somebody without sleeping with them? Like I know everybody, like the dance yes. is like this thing. How is dancing with somebody going to seduce them into siding with you? Well, and I, Cassian literally says he's already our ally. One dance is really going to secure his continued cooperation. And I'm like, right. I kind of agree. I agree. I'm like, this is dancing is not seducement. I mean, it can, it, like, can, it can begin, be. it can begin it, but I'm like, that's not going to. Put him in your back Lock pocket. Lock down an ally. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I was a little like, mm, mm. I feel like we're putting a lot of pressure. Right. That's like a PG seducement when <laughs> a lot of the rest of this book is like PG-13 R. Yeah. So. No. Uh, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. But Nesta agrees. Yeah. But I love that Cassian is like adamantly against this. Like he says it multiple <laughs> times. Like this is not a good idea. We shouldn't do this. She should not be doing this. Yeah. Um, he just he hates Eris. Yeah. So I think that is blinding him ever so slightly, even though I do still kind of think he's right. Yeah. Um, and more is going to be the one that teaches her the dances. Yeah. So and then I thought the ending of the section was so interesting. So Nesta gives back the mm -hmm. blade and, you know, Pharaoh's like, why don't you keep it? And she says, I have no interest in more death. Mm hmm. Hmm. OK. Um, but she's like. Death powers. Yeah. Right? You laying down your powers? Like, what? Interesting. It's just, know. it's interesting. Yep. Um, so then we get a little page break, and mm -hmm. Nesta is practicing her mind stilling. And I just, I liked her inner thoughts. She said, that was all she was supposed, that was all she supposed she could do. Just keep going. One day, one breath at a time. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's good. It is good. And like, you know, they've had a very, like, interesting conversation but just before this was the prison right so like her adrenaline is still probably high mm -hmm. anxiety and fear is probably still very high so yeah. i just i love that that this is what she's turning to yeah. like it's like okay i finally have a moment let me mm -hmm. work on the mind stealing rather than drinking right or whatever so growth yes um, and then the last bit of this chapter, they go and visit the cottage yes which i think is so interesting i was like why did you Want to take a trip here? I don't know. And I still took, am a little confused about that. And but. she took Cassian. Yeah. Which oh, always Aww. sweet. Um, but yeah, she takes him to like the old cottage and she's reliving what it was like to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that she shows Cassian the dresser. Like he asks about it. The I'm dresser. Like, oh, so sweet. It really is. Mm -hmm. But we kind of start to get the idea that she wanted to come here because she's she's trying to like process what went down with her father during right. that time. Um, and it's just it's really sad. She says at one point, um, where is it? Um, so she's talking about how angry she was. And Cassian goes, you'd had your life overturned. You were allowed to be angry. And she goes, that's not what you told me the first time we met. You told me I was a piece of shit for letting my younger sister go into the woods to hunt while I did nothing. And he says, I didn't say it like that. But she goes, the message was the same and you were right. My father slept here for years, letting us have the bedroom. That bed in there. I was born in that bed. My mother died in that bed. I hate that bed. But I hate this cot even more. He'd drag it in front of the fire every night and curl up there, huddling under the blankets. I always thought he looked so, so weak, like a cowering animal and enraged me. And he says, does it enrage you now? And she says, I thought him sleeping here was fitting punishment while we got the bed. It never occurred to me that he wanted us to have the bed, to keep warm and be as comfortable as we could, that we'd only been able to take a few items of furniture from our former home, and he'd chosen that bed as one of them for our comfort, so we didn't have to sleep on cots or on the floor. And it's just, it's, 
Why would you never have had that thought before? Why would you assume? She was so angry. Like I, her, her anger totally blinded her. But I love that. Like now, because it's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's, it's all he, in hindsight. He, yeah, but it's like he gave her so many reasons mm-hmm. for her to hate him. Right. In all sure. fairness, and so it's nice when you can start to like look at those things. And it's sad that it's happening now after he's dead. Mm-hmm. But start to maybe see how he tried. Right. And how there in was the ways that he could. I guess. Yeah. So I just I like that she again. It's a little mm-hmm. late because right. he's not there anymore. But for her own healing, I love that she's able to start seeing mm-hmm. that yeah. out of this and seeing how it made sense why she reacted the way she did. But there was another part of this story that right. is worth acknowledging. Yeah. So I just really liked that. Yeah. Um, And I like that she's thinking to herself that like she had wanted Cassie in there. She said her friend whom she'd asked to come here with her, not because he was sharing her bed, but because she wanted him there. His steadiness and kindness and understanding. (laughs) I just love Cassie. I love that. And I love that she's letting herself lean on him. Yeah. Emotionally. Mm -hmm. Because that's a step up from just six. It is. Anywho. Um, Anything else you noticed in this chapter? Um, well, she takes that rose carving that oh, he yeah. had done with her, which had been for Elaine. Um, but she takes it with her and then she's like, I've seen enough. Yeah. Um, and she says, I think I just needed to see this place one last time to know we got out that there's nothing here except dust and bad memories. Oh. So, yeah. Hopefully that was a cathartic experience for her. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Elaine's ever going to visit, you know, because Pharaoh went back to revisit it. I wonder if Elaine will now. That's a good point. Yeah. I feel like Elaine doesn't... I'm simplifying her character so much, Mm -hmm. but, like, does she have emotional turmoil to work through at that time? Like, probably. Probably. I mean, she probably thought she was the peacekeeper and was trying to just, like... Yeah. So all the, like, repressed things that she never was able to do or say or whatever. I'm sure she does. That's probably what her experience would be like. You're so right. Um. Um, and then Cassian takes her flying around the human lands while they wait for Az to pick them up. He is so good about just bringing, uh, not dismissing the hard things or the fieldsy mm-hmm. moments, but letting them go through them and then bringing some light to their day. He's yeah. so good at that. He is. So anywho, next chapter? Next chapter. All right. Summary. Nesta continues dance lessons. Gwyn gives a winter solstice gift, and the house gives Nesta a gift as well. Who the heck is the house? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The, the, there's a heart in the house. There, there is so much more to this house, and so much I need house. to know. So much. I'm like, how does it have trauma? Like, I don't get it. How did the house have trauma that, I don't know. that like, the priestesses and Nesta had? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It's crazy. There's got to be more. There has to be. Ugh. Um, let's see. So we open up this chapter mm-hmm. with dance lessons. Yeah. Well, a month has gone by at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. That's true. So. Nesta's getting healthier. Yes. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it, her inner monologue, I'm just again rolling my eyes because she said that she told herself it didn't matter that he never stayed in her bed afterward to hold her. She wondered when he'd grow tired of it, of her, in reference to Cassian. And I'm like. Honey. Get over yourself. Honey. 
Well, it's so funny because I'm totally jumping ahead, but there's another point where Cassian is in this section where he's like, she never asked me to spend the night. I'm like, you two are killing me. I know. You're killing me. Well, she's the one that said just sex. So like he's waiting for her. I know. But it's like. Yeah. Communicate. I know. But I feel like her day is like on repeat. It's like, okay, so we train all morning and then we have sex all night. Like that's, (laughs) that's the way it's going. It seems like. Yeah. Which I mean, like there are worse routines. There are. Uh, but she's training twice a week with more mm-hmm. on all the different dances. And it's cool because they're using like that orb that we had seen way back in what? Akamath? Must I? Yeah. Yeah. I think the so. The Veritas orb where like they could see all like the yeah. truth. So Moore's able to show her like the dances and the music, which is really cool. That is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and training with Morgan has gone like really well. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually having like civil conversations with each other which well, is... i don't think they have conversation up until the last day when more asks her what she's gonna wear because she was right. like this is the first time we actually had a yes but it was a... it, was, it civil. was civil it was civil yeah <laughs> um so she's like i'm just gonna wear one of my dresses but more is like oh no Eris is all about appearances you have to wear the right thing so yeah which we find out she will <laughs> yeah and then um i thought it was interesting so like nesta obviously knows what happened between more and Eris, right and she says, does it bother you that I'll be dancing with Eris? And it says that Moore says, no, because I know you're going to make him crawl before the end of it. It wasn't a compliment. Not really. And I just, it made me laugh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, so let's see. So now, so the two of them, Moore has to go to the library that day. So they're mm-hmm. walking to the library together. And I just love Quotho and Moore. I know. It's just, I thought that was a really sweet moment. And I think it's interesting Nesta's reaction to that also. It's yeah. almost like she's feeling shame. And I'm wondering, it doesn't really like say exactly, but I'm wondering where that shame is coming from. Like in how she's work, like talked with more and how she's interacted with Clotho that she mm-hmm. doesn't really have many relationships like that. Yeah. I don't know. But her reaction was shame, which I just, I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clotho has been helping more with research for Valahan. Yeah. Um, which we don't know much about what she's doing over there. No. Still. No. Mystery. I know. But Emery is in the library. Yeah. I was like, well, hello there. You're not yeah. supposed to be here. Um, Emery just wanted to see where they both work. So she came and checked it out, which I was like, that's so cool. That is really sweet. So, and I think she might be interested in more. Um, she definitely could not take her eyes off of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really funny. Nesta was just like, come with me. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, it's like, wouldn't that be funny if your bestie mm-hmm. is interested in the person that you just like. Can't stand. Can't stand. Mm-hmm. Just, ha ha ha. Anyway, so Gwen's like, I got to get to work, but I have some, I have a present for you. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you guys at like Nesta's cart. The two yeah. of you hang out. So they go to Nesta's cart and Emery has such an interesting reaction. Yeah. Well, so they're down on level five. Yep. Um, and yeah, Emery is just not doing okay. No. Nope. She says, I swear I can hear my, my father yelling down here, which I'm just like, ooh, what? Like nobody's said they've heard voices. No. We've only heard creepy crawly like feelings, like yeah. the weird darkness. But yeah, she says, I can hear my father scream, my father yelling down here. I can hear him screaming at me. I can hear the furniture breaking. So interesting and terrifying. That's, but like Nessa immediately like tells her, okay, like let's go up a level where the darkness doesn't whisper so loudly. And they do, but Nessa's like thinking like, 
did Emery like experience that kind of trauma like she's thinking back to like Tomas's dad who yeah. like beat his mom she's like is that what her dad was like mm. that's terrible it and I'm just terrible. like poor Emery like this guy was awful like he clipped her wings he abused her piece of crap terrible yes and then it's like she's just having a lovely day with her friends and all of a sudden she hears that I'm like yeah I would be very off-put as well super I just don't understand like nobody else has heard anything from down there why is or at least Emery... they haven't talked about it yeah I guess that's true. Um, so they go up a level. Gwyn finds them mm-hmm. and gives them their presents, mm-hmm. which is a chapter of Meryl's Valkyrie research. Yep. Which is about them. The Aww. like new rebirth of the Valkyries, which is very cheesy, but it also is. very sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. She's like, I convinced Meryl to add us into the penultimate chapter. And she even let me write it. But it's about the rebirth of the Valkyries and what we are doing. And then Nessa's like kind of flipping through it and reads a random chapter. It says, whether the sun beat hot on their brows or freezing rain turned their bones to ice, Nesta, Emery, and Gwyneth arrived at practice each morning ready to <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, and they're all like holding hands and Gwyn tells them our stories are worth telling. That's so sweet. It's sweet. It's so cheesy. It's but so it's, cheesy, it's but it's so sweet. sweet. And, but I liked the chapter that like Nesta's reading. I was like, this is such a cheesy fiction book like is the way that like Gwen writes yeah and I was just cracking up I was like of course Gwen would write it that way yeah I think all of this is just so indicative of the kind of person Gwen is which is very kind and very sweet but definitely cheesy yes in that sense yeah because it's like the the freezing rain and the I'm just like (laughs) I feel like it's like the um I don't even know what it's called. What is it where um, when you like watch a movie and there's like the the person talking and they're kind of like giving an intro. The narrator? The narrator giving like an intro almost mm-hmm. as like something starting. It's yeah. like that's what I picture as I'm hearing this. Like I totally Gwen's like, see that. oh, I've got this movie in my head and it's like <laughs> narrator talking. I love that. Yeah. Um, so that was a very sweet and precious moment. Mm-hmm. And then we're um at night. Mm-hmm. Nesta is feeling a little brave. She's yep. kind of like reflecting on the day and like Emery's reaction to like hearing her dad's voice. Mm-hmm. And she decides she wants to like be brave. Yeah. For the night. So Nesta asks the house mm-hmm. to start a fire. Yeah. A small fire, which I was very surprised about, but I feel like she's trying to be bold in like everything mm-hmm. now. Um, but so, yeah, so she asked the house to do the fire and she's like thinking to herself, she's like, would she live the rest of her life like Emery, always glancing over her shoulder for the shadow of the past to haunt her? Did she appear as Emery had this afternoon, terrified and pained? She owed herself more than that. Emery, too, deserved more. A chance to live a life without fear and dread. So Nesta could try right now. She'd face this fire. Mm. Which like good for her, like good stepping up, her. trying to be brave. I'm very proud of her. And it's like, I love, she's telling herself, she's just like, this is a fire. It makes you uncomfortable. This is why you react as you do. You can breathe through this. Mm -hmm. You can work through this. And it's just, yes, all the things are coming together. Healthy steps. Yes. And I thought it was so sweet. So like she stayed there. She worked through that. And it says she had not failed. She had faced it and survived. She might not have saved the world or led armies, but she had made this small initial step. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's all that matters. Yeah. Just I'm step so by happy. step. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then all of a sudden, some evergreen twigs start appearing. Of all the things. Why evergreen twigs? I mean, it's winter solstice. It's like Christmassy. I guess. I don't know. I if, if somebody's gonna leave me down a trail, I picture like 
chocolate candies. Like I would follow like a trail of candies, not like I don't know. I I thought it was weird thing to Fair follow. Enough. I think it's pretty and it's holiday, pretty, pretty holiday esque. Yes, but yeah, there's like a trail of evergreen twigs that lead her out of the room and down into the pit of the library. What? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say to the library, but no, it's down to the pit of to the, the library. To the pit of the library. Um, um, which is terrifying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause we just had that scary interaction earlier today. Right. Um, but down there were like little tea lights, which is like, okay, cute. Um, and so they're in this pit and there's, you know, it's like faintly illuminated. There's a lantern and then Nesta's thinking to herself, she's like, says heart racing nesta lifted the lantern in one hand and gazed at the darkness untouched by the light from the library high high above the heart of the world of existence of self the heart of the house and she says this this darkness is your heart and then it says as if an answer the house laid a little evergreen sprig at her feet and she goes a winter solstice present for me but your darkness you were trying to show me show others who you are down deep what haunts you you were trying to show them all those dark, broken pieces because the priestesses and Emery and I were the same as you. And it says her throat constricted at what the house had gifted her, this knowledge. She lifted the lantern higher and blew out its flame. Let the darkness sweep in. Embrace it. Or embraced it. And then she says, I'm not afraid. You are my friend and my home. Thank you for sharing this with me. What? I'm all of that's very confusing. I don't understand. I was cool with like the house being like this kind of like mother hen. Yep. I don't get it with the heart. It's too weird for me. It, it it's well, it cuz there's like like okay, Bryaxis was down there for forever. Right. Did the house only just become a house once Bryaxis left and how did that happen? And then like what why is the house hurt and damaged right. like them? Like why does the house have trauma? I don't know. Like, I, I think there's someone trapped inside the house. Like, maybe it's similar to, like, the prison, how there's, like, people trapped in the stones. Maybe. maybe somebody's trapped in the house. I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a sweet moment because you're like, oh, look at this house and Nesta. They're, like, bonding. bonding. But it's weird. But it's also, like, what? I don't really get it. No. And I wonder. She obviously doesn't in this next chapter. But I wonder if in future chapters, like, does she mention it to anybody? Like, I don't know. Because she kind of implies, like, this is a secret. Like, you're showing me this secret. Right. And part of me is like, maybe you should talk to someone about this. Right. I don't know. I, I find this a very odd ending to the chapter. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing. Yeah. And then last we're chapter, to chapter 57. <laughs> the longest chapter ever. Oh, my God. It felt forever. Yeah. Um. All right. So the Inner Circle attends the Winter Solstice celebration in the Hewn City and, as planned, dance. Oh, yeah. Nesta can dance. Nesta can dance. Cassian stepping in was the best moment. It was so sweet and so cute. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, All right. So winter solstice. Yep. Finally here. Mm -hmm. Cassian is not happy. No. Which is sad because I'm like, oh, you should enjoy your holidays. Mm -hmm. But um, he can't stop thinking about what's going to happen at the Hume City and worried about Nesta and Eris and all the things. Mm -hmm. And so the holiday has a real damper for him. Yeah. But we are now at the Court of Nightmares for the first day of celebrating Solstice. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that Eris wore Night Court Black. He's trying to honor their friendship and alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And everyone enters. And again, I always love Reese entering the Court of Nightmares and that raw primal energy that follows. Yes. But that's a whole other thing. Um, Feyre walks in showing off her belly and the mm-hmm. scent and the fact that she has a baby mm-hmm. um, coming. And then Elaine and Nesta follow behind. Yep. And I thought those descriptions were so interesting. Oh, yes. So Elaine, it says, Elaine in black was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the color is just draining everything out of her. Yeah. Well, Cassian. So it's interesting that we're getting Cassian's perspective as everybody's walking in. But he says he'd never once in the two years he'd known her found Elaine to be plain. But wearing black, no matter how much she claimed to be part of the court, it sucked the life from her. And then he notices Nesta. Mm. And Nesta in night court black threatened to bring him to his knees. I love that. Mm hmm. Um, and she just looks stunning. And I think it's so funny that she wanted to wear something more conservative. Mm-hmm. But, like, she has a dress with, like, a neckline plunging to her navel. I was I'm like, like, how did Moore convince you to wear that? Well, I was like, that's not conservative. Like, <laughs> you want to be conservative? You're not being conservative. Like, And then the red lipstick. Somehow Moore weaseled her way in and yeah. got her to do the things. Mm-hmm. But um, Feyre and Reese are playing their game, right? They have their stoic faces on. Yep. Um, they let, you know people go eat and dance and well, I, th- I thought it was funny because cassian says uh reese had lightened some of the night triumphant demeanor with the people of the hewn city lately but not by much like, <laughs> just uh, a little bit just a little just a little bit um so kier and eris approach them to like say congratulations because this is like their announcement of right. Feyre's pregnancy mm-hmm. um and then kier eventually kind of like goes away to like dance and eat and Eris is still there. Um, and Reese tells him like, Hey, before you join the merriment, Eris, I'd like to present you with your solstice gift. I'm yeah. Like, we got a gift for Eris. I know. I was a little surprised. It was very surprising. Um, and it's th- one of the daggers Nesta made, which right. I'm like, that's a very big gift. Yeah. Like you are truly solidifying this alliance. Like you are showing you're all in. Also, I feel like that solidifies an alliance more than a <laughs> dance. dance. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but he opens it and he can like sense its power so he doesn't yep. touch it. Um, and then he asks like, why give this to me? And Feyre responds, you're our ally. You face enemies that exist outside of the usual rules of magic. It seemed only fair to give you a weapon that operates outside those rules too. Bum, bum, bum. Interesting. Super interesting. Um, and then Feyre tells Eris that because of her condition um, that he's going to dance with her eldest sister, Nesta. Which he doesn't seem excited about it at first. Yeah. I, but he, it looks like he was eyeing Elaine. Yep. And then she says Nesta and he's like, all right. He, yeah, like willingly right. goes. Um, yes. Yeah. And then they have the dance of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I Anything in particular you noticed about this dance? I don't know. <laughs> this to me like I don't know if I've said this in the past like I know you and I have talked about it yeah this book to me feels very I think you define it as fan fiction-y yeah I've never really read any fan fiction but when I described it, I was like it's so cheesy yeah and this like this set of sections like with the house heart and the the dancing with Eris solidifying the yeah the thing like this is all where it gets real cheesy for me yeah and the dance of like the whole room had to stare like I feel like we're in a fairy tale at this point mm-hmm. it's like the whole room stops to watch because she's dancing like this amazing and it's like I'm sure Faye hundreds of years old 
all have dance skills. How is it that this <laughs> human turned fae can do this dance and nobody, like everybody has to stop and watch. I'm like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that dance amazing. You know what I mean? That ha- like, yeah, that they're stealing the spotlight and the 12 turns. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Well, and I think to give it the slightest benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. you and I are not particularly artsy people. Mm-hmm. I think we can value, we, we can look at artsy type things and see the value in them. Yeah. But I do think for some things like art, music, mm-hmm. dance affects them on a, just a level that you and I cannot comprehend because mm-hmm. we are not made to function that way. Yeah. And so while I was reading this, that's kind of what I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, this has to be, for those people mm-hmm. who are just so moved mm-hmm. by music or by dance. And I'm moved by dance. Like, I love, like, watching a ballet or, like, I mean, I but dance I think for, it's like, a different level. I think there it's it's not just in a, a deep appreciation. Like, mm-hmm. I deeply appreciate art. Yeah. But I think there's something about it being, like, almost, like, part of your, like, bones at that point i don't yeah. know like i just i sometimes feel like people have a different level of experience yeah. there i don't know and that's what she was trying to describe i don't know because i grew up dancing till i was <laughs> I in like know. high school and i get it like and maybe like and visually i think it would be beautiful to yeah. watch but i don't see her because like i knew top people like i've seen top people in yep. whatever style like you i can watch it online yeah and it is captivating but to put Nesta as, like, above every other fae that's, like, thousands of years old, hundreds of years old, I just have, like, such a hard time that, like, nobody else is a good dancer. Because, like, the way Cassian's talking, he's like, these 12 turns, it was, like, not for the faint of heart. And, like, the people that tried looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the people that failed, like, didn't do it, like, yeah. were laughed at. And I'm like, so, no- so nobody can do it? Just just <laughs> nobody can do 12 turns. Like, I was like, this is too much. Like, it's yeah. too ridiculous at that point. Like, you could just extra. say, like, she was amazing and, like, had everyone staring at her that's totally fine but to make it like nobody else could do this dance like <laughs> nesta could i was like this is ridiculous it was a lot we got like four pages of dance description i know it was like too much <laughs> for me i i agree i think like i said i think she was trying to play for the people who yeah this is like affects them to their bone but it's definitely not the norm no for that so i hope the people who are of that they loved it that you loved the, that set of chapters. Yeah. Those, I think, were for you specifically. <laughs> yeah. I do like, though, when Nesta's, like, thinking back to, like, when she looked at herself in the mirror, though, before mm-hmm. she, like, went out. Um, it said, and when Nesta had looked in the mirror at last, she hadn't seen herself staring back. She'd seen a queen of the night, as mm-hmm. merciless and cold and beautiful as the god Lanthus had wanted to make her. Death's consort, death herself. Ooh. So I did, I did like that description of her. Yeah. And then she's chatting with Eris, and I think it's so interesting. He says, you know, trust Rizan, or he says, trust Rizan to keep you hidden away. Um, but he continues on, and he says, don't believe the lies they tell you about me. She goes, oh? And he says, she knows the truth, but has never revealed it. Nesta asks, why? And he says, because she's afraid of it. Nesta says, you don't win yourself any favors with your behavior. And he says, don't I? Do I not ally myself with this court under constant threat of being discovered and killed by my father? Do I not offer aid whenever Resand wishes? They believe a version of events that is easier to swallow. I always thought Resand was wiser than that, but he tends to be blind where those he loves are concerned. 
Team Eris. I'm not. I'm still not Team Eris, but I am intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Like, what is the truth from his perspective? Right. And or why, both of their perspectives. But why is more lying? I, well, is, if, if 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 she's lying, why? Right. Like it's like because you've made him out to be a horrible human well, or fake. But like, you know what though? Part of me thinking on this, it's like has more talked shit about Eris other than just like she doesn't like him mm-hmm. or is it just like Ca- like Cassian Azrael and Reese like saw her they found her they took care of her and they like deduced have have like been just running with that narrative like has anyone ever asked more I'm sure have I, I don't know but it's like is it one of those things where is she just has she been lying has she just not been telling certain parts mm-hmm. which is also not great it's her style though it's not like she told anybody she's that's like, true gay so she that likes to true. hide the big secrets lots of question marks around that lots of question marks around that even yeah. still this is one of the reasons why Moore's not my girl i know nobody likes a liar <laughs> i don't think she's lying she's just not revealing she's just not revealing mm-hmm. um but eris and nesta are getting a little too close mm-hmm. and Cassian appears to yes. interrupt the dance. Yes. Um, but Nesta does really well to play it off. Like, yes. Cause it's like, no, no, like Nesta needs to dance with Eris. Yep. And so she's kind of like, well, you need to share your partner, Eris. Like you can't keep me all to yourself. So like yeah. Nesta plays Cordier very well in that. She regard. does. Um, and so she's dancing with Cassian and he's nervous, mm-hmm. which I just thought was so endearing. Oh, but it's so sweet. She said, Cassian smiled at her and the world faded away. The music no longer the most beautiful thing in existence. He was. <laughs> Nesta couldn't stop it then. The answering smile that bloomed through her at last, stealing across her face bright as the dawn. Stop. That's so sweet. They're so adorable. And it gets more adorable. Which I just, I feel funny calling Cassian adorable. But, like, we find out he's been taking dance lessons for more to prepare. Broke my heart. I'm like, that is the sweetest thing it ever. It is so cute. It's so cute. Um, um, so him and Moore are kind of, like, off on the sidelines because he finally handed Nesta off to Asriel. The only person he would. <laughs> and um, the two of them are kind of chatting about that. And then they see Feyre and Reese talking with Eris. Mm-hmm. And Reese kind of brings them in via... Mind. His mind. Yeah. Um, interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Miss Lover of Eris? <laughs> he's he's got some kind of like long game going. Because mm-hmm. he offers like he tells him like he wants Nesta as his bride. Which I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that quickly. Um, but Reese tells him like it isn't his decision. Um, but there's some reason he wants Nesta and it's like it's not just lust. He mm-hmm. says that he will give Reese anything for it, like he'll give back the knife. Like, he'd rather have Nesta than the knife. Which is like, why? Why? Um, And then Reese replies, he's like, anything I want, whether it be armies from the Autumn Court or your firstborn, you would grant me in exchange for Nesta Archeron as your wife? And Eris clarifies, not as far as the firstborn, but yes, Rhysand, you want armies against Brylin and my father? You'll have them. I couldn't very well let my wife's sister go into battle unaided, could I? Um, and Reese says, I'll consider it and talk to Nesta. Keep the dagger, though. You might need it. Ooh. What, like, what is his long game? Like, what, why does he want Nesta? Yeah. Like, aside from her just being a beautiful person right. and dancer. Where did this come from? Yeah. Ooh. What does he know? Like, what, what do you know? know? Yeah. It's very intriguing. And that's how the chapter ends. Yeah. That was a lot. I know. A lot of cheesiness, but 
also very interesting like question mark question mark theory content too yeah mm-hmm. so Definitely i think so. overall a good mix yes um all right so next week we only have three episodes left mm-hmm. um next week we wrap up part three doing chapters 58 through 63 Ooh, a bunch of chapters. It is. Lots of short chapters. Yay. So we went from three super long chapters mm-hmm. to a lot of little ones. Yes. Um, But that's it. What did you guys think? Yeah. Are you a fan of the dance scenes or are you on the cheesy fan page like us? <laughs> Let us know and we will talk with you more next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.